Hello, everyone, and welcome to Sterling's Business Success and Coffee Podcast, kindly sponsored and supported by Sterling's group coaching programs and Fix This Next. This free online business assessment tool enables you to pinpoint your business's vital need. Keep listening for top business tips and advice to help you level up and scale up. Here's your host, Simon Meadows. Welcome everyone to today's episode of the Business Success and Coffee podcast. Today I'm joined by somebody who actually, for once I can say this, is in a similar climate to what we're experiencing here in the UK, one of heat and uh, perhaps lack of rain, etc. And that is Tiffany Kellogg from Tampa in Florida. And Tiffany entered the entrepreneurial world in 2003 and since then has enjoyed being able to help her clients make money, save time, and most importantly, have fun. Since then, Tiffany has spent her time traveling across the globe, helping thousands of entrepreneurs create amazing businesses and have spectacular lives through keynote presentations, workshops, online programs, and much, much more, which I'm sure we'll hear about more as we go through the podcast. Tiffany shares... um, that her goal is to help people achieve their dreams by giving them the tools needed to make money in less time, okay? And again, so that they can have more fun. So we're definitely focusing on the fun today, listeners. Uh, She is the author of Four and a Half Networking Mistakes. That's interesting. Um, (laughs) Maximizing your networking efforts by avoiding common mistakes. Not the socks off your audience. I love that as a title. Uh, delivering presentations with power and passion to audiences large and small and socks to success be memorable branding to generate more referrals so welcome to today's podcast tiffany great to have you on it thank you for having me here now i've mentioned there and i've never done this in any paragraph that i've read out socks (laughs) twice (laughs) And the listeners won't have seen this, but when you joined the the Zoom session where we kicked this off on, there was a picture of you, a photo of you there with socks. And I did wonder, okay, what's with the socks? So before we go on to talks about coffee and all the other stuff, what's with the socks? So part of my brand is the socks. I actually have a collection of over 400 pairs of socks. And... Zoom and virtual doesn't quite do it justice, but when I'm in person doing a speaking engagement, I've got my business attire on with socks and Converse typically, and they are bright, they are colorful. I'm often themed to either where I'm presenting at or the topic that I'm presenting on. So I'm kind of the speaker in socks. I definitely stand out in a room and I'm memorable because, hey, that's kind of crazy lady there with the socks on. Yeah. Uh, it, it helps be remembered. So, um, uh, now listeners, I, I gave a bit of a whiff there because I've actually just taken off one of my socks. Does that, would that sock count as being one of yours that you'd be happy to have as your collection? It would be, be on the tame side of my oh, socks, would it? but yes, it would count, yes, yeah. yes. So, so listeners, what I'm holding up, and, and bear in mind if you've, if you've ever seen any photos of me, I'm quite dry and boring when it comes to clothing. But the one thing I always like to do is spice it up with a spare of sock, a pair of socks. Yeah. So I'm holding up a, um, what I think is quite a multicolored spotted sock with uh, blues and purples and pinks and turquoises and all kinds of things. So yeah, I'm quite disappointed that you find that came, but quite intrigued <laughs> no, as well. I didn't, 
it, it would count as one of my socks. Yeah. I would definitely count it. But Good. it's not as crazy as some of the ones. Um, I know not everybody can see because we're on the audio, but I actually have socks with my logo and my hashtag on them. Uh, Somebody's yeah, yeah. giving me socks with my face on them. Um, so, yeah, the crazier, the better. Branded socks. Now there's yes. the thing. Oh, that's when it. I, when I come out with my last book, Socks to Success, for the pre people that pre-purchased the book, they actually got a pair of Tiffany socks. Wow. A little weird. I love that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, to sit there with a pair of socks with your face on it. Yeah, that. how cool would that be? I've got to ask, <laughs> a, I've got to ask a question then uh, on socks. Yes. Uh, I had a person that was in my networking group and we were talking about all things networking earlier on and, and perhaps talk about it later. But this lady was passionate about odd socks. Mm. She she said, I never wear a matching pair of socks. She said, and part of it is because she's a, as a kid, I just used to lose the socks. I'd get holes in one and I end up with all these odd socks. And you can actually now buy odd socks can't you? There's a retailer who sells odd socks in the in the UK. What's what's your thoughts on odd socks or matching pairs? So I like my socks to match, but they don't have to be perfect matches. So here in the states, okay. at least, I know we'll get like a six pack of a theme. So yesterday I was wearing some Star Wars socks, and so I had a Chewbacca sock and an Ewok sock, and so they're not perfect match, but they're yeah. in the same realm. And I actually don't have lost socks. Like you would think with 400 plus pairs of socks, I would have yeah. lots of singles. Nope. I have matches for every single pair of socks. Wow. Um, so I will I will wear them inside the same theme or genre mismatched, yeah, but yeah. they still kind of match. Like I'll get a six pack and I'll share them with my little sister or my sister-in-law. Um, not worn, you know, like, hey, here's, you know, half because I don't need six pairs of socks but that way I only get three pairs takes up less space and I can share yeah so having a Mandalorian sock alongside a Marvel sock wouldn't go different different yeah I don't, I don't even mix the universe <laughs> no no that's fine that's fine yes yeah, so now I'm like I'm gonna I'm gonna mess with some people's mind I'm like I think I might should mix match my Star Trek and my Star Wars socks I think that would just blow people's mind <laughs> yeah yeah and I, I, it's, it's interesting because it's how it would make you feel wearing those socks. Well, and that's why I put those socks on. You know, I, I wear my business clothes when I go to clients, which I feel have to be a certain attire as a coach. But the yeah. socks are my little little giggle before I go out of me having a little bit of fun in my socks. Um, and who knows? Somebody might see them. Somebody might not. If they look under the table, who knows? But uh, at least I'm feeling if I are out there and you can see them. There's yep. no question about it. And, and listen, is the one thing I would say is I'm actually feeling slightly cooler now because I've got one foot with no sock. And in my office, I'm actually feeling half cooler just because my foot is actually feeling slightly cooler as well. So there you go. That's one thing achieved today. So tell us about <laughs> what you're drinking uh, and why. But also tell us and describe the mug because you and I have something in common today. We have big proper mugs that we're drinking out of don't we so i know the yes. listeners can't see that but uh and that's why i mentioned the man's alluring you see i did spot that when you held it up earlier on yes so i am drinking this is a very big mug lots of beverage in it and it's got baby yoda and the mandalorian on it and yep. inside of it i am drinking tangerine tea tangerine tea tangerine tea i'm i'm not a coffee drinker 
every yeah. year or two I'll try it again and I just do not like coffee or yeah. coffee liqueur or coffee beverage like coffee just does not agree with me I don't like yeah. it um so I'm big into tea I have probably 12 15 different varieties of tea that I okay. keep in the house so I almost every morning have a cup of tangerine energy tea yeah I must admit I mean, I've tried lots of different teas particularly different parts of the world but I've never had tangerine tea you know, I have a lemon and ginger that I start the morning with just to get the digestive yeah. system going and, you know, just give me a bit of hydration, but never tangerine. I'm going to try that now. Yeah, I enjoy it. And My husband likes me because I have so many teas and that's the one I have every day. Yeah. So so why the, the big mug? You know, um, some people say big mugs, you know, your drinks go cold. You, you know, for me, if I drink something like lemon and ginger, I don't mind if it goes cold because I'll drink it cool and cold anyway i won't drink my coffee cold i can't see why anybody would drink cold brew um, that's definitely not a thing for me but you know why why the size of the mug is it just to keep you going or do you just drink lots of it all in one go tell us a little bit about why the size it's, it, i got it because it had baby yoda on it it's really <laughs> about what's on the mug not necessarily the size um and most mugs nowadays, at least here in the united states are that that kind of bigger size i would say there's probably 16 ounces at least if i had to guess it's quite a bit of fluid but that's about the standard size of coffee mugs nowadays well, that you can get you can see where this came from so this was a, a member of staff who oh, bought yeah. it from florida <laughs> so yes. yeah we you know americans we like things nice and big <laughs> yeah it's my favorite mug because it has so much in mm. it so that's good so yeah, we didn't get really a, a gist there uh, about the business in enough detail, I think, to ask you the question of what's been the most significant thing you've worked on in your business. Give us an idea of what the business is uh, and what the activities are and what your purpose and drive is behind that, because I sense there's a bit of a backstory to why you <laughs> do what you do. Yeah. So my goal is I work mainly with entrepreneurs whether it's the business owner or people that are like insurance and real estate that are commissioned agents of yeah. an organization. And the goal is to help them have, as you said in the bio, more money, more time and more fun. And I kind of do that in two different ways. Part of that is how can we help them get more referrals? Because if we have more referrals, then that gives us the money we're looking for. Hopefully it's quicker to get the clients. So it's more time. And then I am all about the fun. Yep. And then the other thing that I do is I help entrepreneurs how to have more time. I find so many of us went into business for ourselves with this vision of, who we're going to have this life where we sleep in and, you know, take off early and three, four, five day weekends. And we're just going to have this freedom. And then we end up getting married to and run by our business. And so sometimes it's about how do we take back control of our lives so that we can create harmony that we're looking for within that work life world. Yeah. I don't know that balance actually exists when it comes to, you know, how do we, we live our life, but I think that we can have harmony. And that means sometimes things could be a little bit of a discord, but it works as long as that's what you plan for it to be. Yeah. It, it's interesting what you said there, Tiffany, about I think many of the listeners will recognize themselves, and young I certainly do, when you start your own business of your perception of what it's going to be. And to be honest, it probably took me three or four businesses to realize it. this wasn't the dream. So I'll try it again. I'll try another one. This one, this time it'll work. It'll, it'll give me. But, you know, it's not just the fact that that's our perception of it, but 
you know, the external environment, the economy, people who advisors, you know, are providers of finance, they all give us this model of what the business is supposed to be like that, that married to model, doesn't it, of, of what it's like. <laughs> and they erode our dreams, don't they? You know, they take away that fun part of it, because you know, business shouldn't be fun. I remember we were talking about BNI earlier on. I remember one of the very first guys when I joined BNI way back in the 90s. And he said, right, let's get one thing straight. We're not here to have fun. BNI oh. is not about fun. And I was like, really? That's not what I've heard. <laughs> <laughs> but networking should be fun, shouldn't it? Uh, to me, there. I mean, there's some things you have to do in life. But really, if you're given a choice, why would you do something if it's not fun? I mean, if you have to go to a funeral, that's kind of a have to. You don't have much of a, a choice in that. But anything that you do have, why not have fun? while you're doing it yeah like i just don't understand this idea of i need to put my nose to the grindstone and work all the time without bringing fun into it like to me i want to have fun at everything that i do you know i want people to say yeah. is she working or is she playing i can't tell because she looks like she's having such a great time yeah, she's, yeah. she's getting paid for this but you know she's having a blast yeah yeah, and I've mentioned this many times. You know, Richard Branson's famous quote, have fun and the money will come. Yeah. Not <laughs> make the money and hopefully fun will come. Well, and sometimes it's just about how do I put the fun, how do I put things that I love to do into my, my business life? I am all about the referrals. And so one thing that really helps with those referral relationships is a stronger relationship with you and your partner. And so it's like, what do they like to do for fun? What do I like to do for fun? And can we do that together? I've yeah. gone with my referral sources to Bush Gardens. So I'm lucky I live in Tampa. We've got the theme yeah. park right here uh, in the, the backyard. We've gone kayaking, out on the boat, golfing, axe throwing is a thing over here in the past. It is here years. as well. Yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. <laughs> so it's caught on. So we did an axe throwing uh, event one day I've taken people ice skating which is great in Florida because it's hot mm. almost all year round it's nice and cool inside the skate rink but I, I take people with me to do things that are fun and so we're working on the relationship but we're having fun at the same time and I think more and more of life should be like that yeah yeah completely agree and what's been changes that you've seen what have you had to cope with and evolve in the last sort of few years and all recently so it's been interesting my life pre-covid you know pre-march 2020 was very different i was on the road whether it was driving flying getting to all these other places and doing almost everything in person now i have mm -hmm. been offering a webinar series since 2017 so i was on zoom like i've had an account since 2017 yeah. i was really in there but most of what i did was out and about seeing people and then it was you can't go out and about and see people anymore stay at home and i've actually really fallen in love with this virtual world it's giving me the opportunity to a spend a lot less time traveling sure. um i actually had to go in person yesterday for a speaking engagement for a local chamber of commerce and i'm like oh there's traffic and there's people, what's going on? And it's back to school week, so it was worse than usual because everybody's trying to figure that out. Um, but I'm really falling in love with this virtual world. And while I do a little bit in person, most of my time I'm spending online. And I get it's not for everybody, but it gives me the opportunity for us to have this conversation today. 
totally. we, we wouldn't be doing this back yeah. in the day. <laughs> no, no, definitely not. You, you've mentioned referrals and referral marketing. Um, what are your thoughts on that moving to online? Because, you know, a lot of people see relationships and a re relationship building as very much something you've got to do in person. Um, but, you know, I've, I've, I've been working with people for 12 years and I've never physically met them. You know, my, my coach, Eric Dombach, um, who is currently in Dallas, you know, we worked together for 12 years and I never met him, never yeah. physically met him. What kind of impact do you think this transition to online has had on referrals and getting referrals in a different way, perhaps? Any tips to share on that or insights? So I think part of the, the issue is people feel like we don't have the time to connect one-on-one -on -one and have those side conversations when we're online where we would if we were in person. And for me, it's why can't you have those conversations instead of just doing it before or after the meeting? Now we have to actually schedule it, which now it's so easy with the scheduling software. It's like, here's my calendar. Pick what time works for you. I'm so in love with the ease of it. Yeah. And to me, that actually makes it more intentional because instead of letting me catch up with you for two, three, four minutes before the meeting, it's let's catch up for 15, 30 minutes, an hour and really talk about our business. And I think a lot of times people think of networking as let me go to these events to get referrals. To me, I want to go to a networking event to see who are the right people in the room that I want to book a meeting with. Who are the right people that I want to spend more time with? And most of those relationships, if you're doing it right, are developed outside of the meeting. It's getting to know each other one on one. I think some people look at you know networking and referral marketing as let me know hundreds or thousands. And to me, it's more of who are the four, six or eight people that can pass you referrals all day, every day. I have a, a top 12 list that I keep on my desk and it's in a little baby Yoda because if you can't tell I'm <laughs> a huge Star Wars fan. But these are my top 12 referral sources. I have a list of them that stares at me every day on my desk because those are the people that I'm working for and they're working for me. And so, yeah. yeah, the events are different. As an introvert, I much rather network online. The extroverts miss the, the in-person. I'm so happy online for the, the networking events, but it's just about identifying who are the right people and then developing those relationships outside of the meeting, which Zoom is great. We used to do phone calls. I remember coaching a client in California 15 yeah. years ago and we were on the phone. It was, you know, not a lot of Zoom, not a lot of Skype back then, but we would do it on the phone. And I think you can develop relationships with people that you've never met in person. And it works yeah. if you just get out of the mindset of, oh, but I've never seen them in person. Yeah. I mean, people fall like this is not my thing, but people fall in love on the Internet all the time and they've never met the person in person. Sure. Now, sometimes it goes pretty poorly. Uh, they now have a 90 day fiance for UK version that they just <laughs> started looking at people that meet online. Um, but you can develop relationships. And so I think that it doesn't have to be in person. Yes, will it go quicker? Is there some strength and some options if it can be in person? Yes, though, so why limit ourselves for what we could do with you know the technology that we have? Yeah, and the, th the thing I found as, as well, Tiffany, is that it's the communications outside of those events as well. So yeah. uh, I'm not a big WhatsApp fan. If anybody listening to this is, that's fine. Um, I've got my own reasons why I'm, I'm not, I do use it. But Facebook Messenger is is my thing. And yeah, I had a guy the other day who said, I'm really sorry I'm running late. Yeah, my dog's not well. So we ha then had a chat. We didn't speak to each other, but we just had a chat. How's your dog? 
how's it okay is it got to the vets okay you know we can do we can still do those nice how are you conversations in other ways can't we and still be authentic i think that's the thing you know we don't want to do the um yes good to hear that your dog's back on track <laughs> oh and by the way did you manage to do this for me you've got to be authentic when you're doing it as well haven't you Yes. And people, relationships are all the same, business or personal. And I think sometimes in the business realm, people forget that it takes time for us to get to know, like, and trust you. Uh, in yeah. BNI, they talk about build that visibility, credibility, and profitability. And we've got to develop those relationships. It's not, I just met you, uh, where are my referrals? Yes. <laughs> we've got yeah. to develop the relationship and get to know people. Yeah. And it's give and take. Relationships last only as long as they're mutually beneficial to both parties. So you have to make sure that that's out there and that's happening yeah yeah definitely now the bit i didn't read out in your bio was about your fun and entertaining presentations leaving them <laughs> some e-tiffany's so I'm, I'm going to ask you uh, at the end of this podcast so we're not come to that yet don't worry but i'm going to ask you rather than give us a lesson or a tip to give us an e-tiffany okay all right all right um, we can definitely do that yeah but from a point of view of um, the business and how you work with clients, what are some key elements to making it fun and entertaining? Because I'm sure some of the listeners on here are coaches, they're consultants, and that's something that they perhaps struggle with uh, or want some tips on. So how can you help us feel that we're taking something away of fun and entertaining? Gotcha. So we want to knock the socks off our virtual audience, I think is what you're asking me, right? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a good way of putting it. Yeah, that's a typical Tampa way of phrasing it, yes. <laughs> so to me, it is different in virtual when you're doing presentations, though it's not completely different. I remember when virtual, we started doing this back early 2020, and I would hear speakers be like, oh, I'm just doing the same presentation that I would do in person. And I'm like, Oh, yeah, it's going to be really great. I'm rolling my eyes. Y'all can't yeah. see me doing that yeah. because it is different. And so you have to think about the audience and how they're being. And so if you're talking for an hour and that's it. Yeah. How in tune is the audience going to be? I think I think it's different when we're listening to something that's a podcast versus we're present as a presentation. And so engagement and interaction, I think, is crucial. If we're on Zoom, and that's how I like to do most of my groups, sometimes it's as simple as, hey, raise your hand or, you know, yeah. show me your, your coffee mug. What are you drinking? Utilizing the chat box of, you know, yes or no. Give me a one if you like this. Uh, sometimes it's, I like to use, big surprise, fun images or videos. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in an hour, I'm actually doing a presentation for PNI United States where we're talking about power teams. And so we have three different scenarios. And for scenario A, we have Grogu. Scenario B is Chewbacca. Scenario three is Yoda. <laughs> and so we're kind of like putting some stuff in. Uh, and instead of saying switching gears in between, I've got like a video of stars, like, hey, we're going to go warp speed over to scenario two. Uh, and so here's where I get to interject a little bit of my likes. I get it. Yep. Not everybody likes Star Wars. I know. But most people know who Yoda is. But so sometimes doing some fun stuff like that can yeah. help. And presenting, sometimes I think people think if I'm the presenter, it has to be, the, be me the whole time, but could you use other people? And whether it's somebody live that comes on or could you use video? I oftentimes will use even 10 or 15 second segments of videos in the presentation. Sometimes it's even yeah. me doing something just to break it up, to make it 
different. Yeah. And, and, you know, and I think you're absolutely right. The engagement for me is key. And I've, I've done webinars for a long, long while, and I find it very easy to say to people, and I learned this a little bit from, I can't think, I'm sure it was Tony Robbins from one of his online courses or DVDs. Uh, oh, yeah, I know it was. It was the, um, oh, Get the Edge. Okay. And he talks about exercise, and he says, I'm going to trust that you're doing this. Yeah, the only person you're letting down by not doing this is you. I'm going to trust that you're doing it. And, and you have to do it, don't you? When you're on there, you've got to say to people, you know, yes, write done in the chat to tell me you've done. Put your hand yes. up. Yeah, I love that. You know, get the engagement. Get them realising that they're not, just because they're not on screen, they're not invisible. Yeah, they can right. still be visible by doing something, can't you? So, yeah, love that. <laughs> um, and I'm I'm a big fan of uh, Mandalorian and the little Yoda. And my wife, I don't know why it is, she hates Star Wars, but that program, Mandalorian, just absolutely, she loves it. And it's the little green chap that does it every time. My husband's the same way. He is not into Star Wars. Like, I have to go to the movies by myself. <laughs> but he watched all of the Mandalorian um, Bubba Fat and Obi Wan, like he was there watching them with me, and I'm like, this is awesome. My yeah. husband's it's funny because on the Trekkie side, uh, my husband is so not a Trekkie either, but he's been watching the new Star Trek Discovery, and he doesn't watch Picard, but he watched Strange New Worlds, and I'm like, yeah, yes, yeah. all this new stuff yeah. is getting him involved. So I totally get where you're at with your wife. Like she doesn't like it. And I think I think some of that is because of the different levels of engagement, isn't it? You know, rather than having, like you were just saying there, one channel of engagement, it's mixing it up, getting people thinking differently, engaging differently with different characters. You know, you've got a guy in a tin suit and you've got a little green guy. You know, There's not much difference in that, is there? And you need to do that with your presentations. You need to cater for that, don't you? So that's great. Yeah. Some people are visual. Some people are kinesthetic. Some people are auditory. And yeah. to do just a presentation where you're only talking, and I'm not saying it has to be PowerPoint. Um, I have set up in my office a whiteboard. So I can set up if I want it to be, here's kind of like my Zoom corner where I'm hanging out. But I have a whiteboard. So if I wanted to do visuals and actually draw on the whiteboard, I can do a presentation there. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember signing up to Jeff Walker's product launch formula, oh, about eight or nine years ago. And I was initially gutted that I'd paid all this money for a guy in a t-shirt standing in front of a whiteboard. <laughs> but it was so great because it started off blank and he just mapped it all out and he was talking and you were looking at what he was writing, you were listening to what he was saying. Yeah, it was just like being in the classroom and it was worth every single dime. Absolutely was. Yeah. So that's great. So you've given us a bit of an idea of what's being a change and obviously doing more online. And you've talked about the difference that's made to the way that it's saved you being stuck in traffic. Is, is there any other thing that you want to share with us that the impact that that's either had for you or what kind of impact has that had for the people that you work with? I'm probably a little bit more interested in that. What, what has it been for them? Well, I know personally when I was just in person most of the time, I was working with people mainly in the Tampa Bay area I would occasionally go out for a gig here or there in other parts of the world, but it was mainly the people here locally. So by being virtual, I have people that I'm working with all across the globe. Uh, I've had a client this week from the UK. Uh, I've got a client that I was working with in Australia, Japan, and Sri Lanka is a, a new wow. one for me. That's my first time to get there. So it's given me the opportunity to work with more people, share my message with more people around the globe. 
Uh, I do not do not want to see people stuck in that business running them. To me, time is short. We don't know what's going to happen and we've got to make the most of our life each and every day. And so the more people that I can help around the globe create that, it's just I I love the fact that I get to help so many people create the amazing business and spectacular life they're looking for. Yeah, And, you know, we can make such a difference and have such an impact on so many different people now as well, can't we? So that's great. So if if you could direct the listeners to something that you want them to head off to, uh, I know we're going to share a couple of links in the show notes. So that that's great. And I've mentioned a couple of books. If people want to find out more about you, Tiffany, or go off somewhere to engage with you in any way, where do they go? So the nice thing is, is I am on just about all social media as Tiffany Kellogg, T-I-F-F-A-N-I-E, Kellogg, K-E-L-L-O-G. Um, and so it's nice because my name is spelled differently. I'm easy to find. So yep. Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, maybe on Twitter, not so much. Um, but then also I do host different workshops. So uh, if they wanted to, they can go to um, one of my calendars. I just had it up. Let me pull that. So if they go to bit.ly slash TA more time, that is a five day more time challenge that we run several times a year. They can go check it out. Uh, We have a lot of fun in 15 minutes a day for five days. And the hope is that we can help you save at least 13 hours a week. Wow. And if you save 13 hours a week times 52 weeks actually gives you a 28 extra days in your year to do what you want to do. So that sounds that like a, that sounds like a good investment of time for fifteen minutes for five days. Yeah, <laughs> we cram a lot in. I talk very fast for those fifteen minutes, but you can get the recordings and slow it down if you need yeah. to. But yeah, how do we have the time so we can create the life that we desire? Yeah, I must admit I'm a big fan of audio books, and there are some authors that I have to slow down. Uh, Mike Michalowicz is just yeah. about at the pace that I go at. But um, anything faster than him, I have to slow it down. But there are some that I have to speed up as well. Because come on, just get just get to where you want to go. That's that's a good thing. So I yeah, usually listen to audios like one and a quarter to one and a half speed. Yeah. But I had someone so slow. I'm like, okay, we're going to two on <laughs> two times fast. Like, and then I'm listening at normal speed. I'm like, this works. Yeah, yeah, that that, that two times is extreme, isn't it? I'm I'm with you. One and a quarter is a good a good pace, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. So if you could give the listeners an e-Tiffany, okay, um, <laughs> what would that e-Tiffany be? So one of my favorite e-Tiffany's is the more your network knows, the more your business grows. Oh, okay. And so, and so we come at this from actually two different perspectives. So the first perspective, the more your network knows, the more your business grows, is the more information and the more referral marketing knowledge that your network has the easier they're going to be able to pass referrals yep uh, i think about this are you big into do you like board games and stuff like that are you into that yep. game yeah some of, of them you know? yeah yeah so if you find a new game that you love and you want to bring the other people in your world to play it then you have to spend the time telling them how to play it here are the rules here's a strategy you play an open hand or two and sometimes depending on the game by the time people figure out what's going on, it's time to go. And so to me, if, you're, if your team, if your people know how to play the game in advance, then you can get right down to playing. And so in the referral world, if they get this idea of how to build the referrals, how to train your team, 
uh, all the stuff that we, we talk about, then it's easier to jump into the referrals versus trying to teach them like, here's what to say and how to say it. Yeah. And then the second way I look at this E Tiffany is the more your network knows about your business, the better they're going to be able to refer you. Yeah. Why is it that that is one of the most important keys to success in business that most people neglect? You know, I look at, I look at like the professional athletes that are phenomenal and amazing. Um, and they have coaches and, like some people, some of the athletes have multiple coaches. They might have a health yeah. coach or a nutrition coach, a leg coach, a throwing coach, depending on the sports. I'm not into sports all that much. Yeah. Um, now, I know Tiger Woods has like three or four different coaches. He's worked with different parts of his swing because he's trying to, to get it better. And for some reason, entrepreneurs are like, this is my business. I got it. I don't need help. I can do it myself. And there's so much knowledge out there. There's so many. I mean, I get there are bad coaches you know here in the states there's not a lot of certification if you want to be a coach you call yourself a coach um so not all coaches are created equally yeah. but it's like there's so much knowledge and so much that people can share but they're just like nope i got it i'm good i don't want to invest anything i'm just going to do it my way yeah and and there is a real skill to getting business through referrals so listeners definitely you know i've we were talking earlier <laughs> on i've done a couple of incentive courses etc you know you it is something that you can learn. It's something you can sharpen. Uh, whether yes. you're an extrovert or an introvert, there's there's a way you can definitely do it. And and for me, it it it's not also about the knowledge. It's about the transferability. If you give people just a couple of bullets, how likely are they to be able to effectively refer you to other people? You've got to give them enough information that is easily transferable, so that they can do a great job of selling you on your behalf because that's what you're asking them yeah. to do aren't you so why wouldn't you give them everything they need why would you shortchange yeah. them it just seems a bit odd to me but there you go so, so many people are like hey just go get me referrals and it's like can you tell me a little bit more uh one of my favorite things that i recommend to to do for people so here's a bonus e tiffany if you like email introductions do you have a script that your referral partners can cut and paste to create the email introduction like, why do I have to write about you? You know your business so much better than me. Create that script and then you can share it over and over and over again. Yeah. And then it makes it super easy for people to create that email introduction yeah. or that text introduction or not for, for you, but for some, you know, the WhatsApp yeah. introduction. Yeah, and very often it is about the ease, isn't it? If you don't make it easy, people aren't going to do it. And you can't sit there and say, nobody's referring to me. I had a meeting. They told me to send people. It's because you've made it hard work. Yeah, yeah. that's why great so thank you for sharing that and that's that's a couple of great tips and i think that's a good strap line as well so uh, i've got so many here that i've written down for it uh, it's, be it's between the, the the socks and the and know the audience and know your network to grow your business so that's great so think about your next tea if you're going to have your next giant mug of tea in a in a dream location where would that dream location be and if you could have it with anybody, that tea, if you could share that tea with anybody, who would you share it with? Um, so I love being on the water. I don't live on the water here in Tampa. I don't have water in my backyard, but there's yeah. lots of great places. So I have this vision of my dream house. There will be water outside. I don't know what kind of house it will be or what kind of water, but it will definitely be 
on the water. Yeah. Um, and, you know, if I can pick anyone from anywhere, I would probably love to have tea with my mom. She passed away back in 2003. Yeah. Uh, so I haven't gotten to see her for almost 20 years. So I would love to just be able to sit down and perfect. have a conversation with her. Yeah, that'd be perfect. And I've got a thing when you talk about water in Tampa, I always think of alligators. So, uh, yeah, I'd go for somewhere on water with nothing that can come out and kill me from the water. <laughs> Oh, so my friends, Chris and Stacy, were at the house almost every weekend. Uh, they have a pond in their backyard and there are gators in there sometimes. And there was a mama gator one time. And so we were we, we were playing baby gator noise to see. And she was like <laughs> running around the pond. It was hysterical. Yeah, we have alligators all over the place here. See, why would you do that? That's just, that's just absolutely messed with my brain. Playing with a mama gator, doing baby gator noises around your pond in your backyard. <laughs> We yeah, here in the UK so don't care. We don't want any gators. We don't want anything that actually bites or kills us in our gardens. That's the hot topic there. <laughs> Definitely. It doesn't, it doesn't come out of the water usually. No. no. And we were, we were inside a screen, so we weren't like open to the, the access. <laughs> yeah, it still doesn't sound good. You're not selling it at all. Yeah. Um, but look, <laughs> you've been an amazing guest. We, we've had some fun. Uh, we we yes, Certainly, we can't say this has been boring. You know, listeners, you need to look down at your feet. You need to see what socks you're wearing because... You know, let's start with a bit of a trend here. Let's set, you know, this podcast, getting people to think about their socks, but also thinking about the fun in their business and looking for those referrals, looking for how they can make more money, save time and have fun and reach out to you, Tiffany. Uh, just give us that link again where we can go. So you can go to uh, bit.ly slash TK more time. Yeah, and the link to that, uh, listeners will be in the show notes for the podcast as well as as other uh, key things from today's podcast as well thanks for being a great guest and thanks for bringing so much energy and life to what here is quite a hot and sticky friday <laughs> afternoon in the uk that you're the last call of the day so you've brightened up my day i really do appreciate it thank you very much thank you and listeners now you've got to go out and do something get the socks okay you've got the link go and take up the challenge 15 minutes for five days to save all those hours a week, all those days a year. Why wouldn't you? Uh, and of course, think about what Tiffany said there in her e-Tiffany's of how you can get more knowledge to your audience so that you can grow your business. Absolutely essential. And as always, um, I look forward to hearing your reviews, hearing the impact it's made to you and your life and your business. And I will see you on the next podcast. Bye for now. Thank you for listening. Don't forget, if you'd like any help and support with your business, do get in touch with Simon. And to discover what your business needs you to fix next, visit www.sterlingcoaching.fixthisnext.com. Please do subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. And Simon would love you to rate and review the show too. Thank you. Thank you.